All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brown Cinderella G. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The most I put it on my spirit to speak on freedom. The condition of being free of restraints, especially the ability to act without control or interference by another or by circumstance. The topic of freedom is vital because we're going to speak from the perspective of those with eyes to see with, ears to hear with, and minds to think with, that understand that freedom is an illusion, it's a facade. And we're also gonna speak from the perspective of those who believe that they are truly free. And the key word is believe. You see, we live in a society where It's all about belief and faith and hope. It's not about truth and fact and evidence and proof. So it's easy for the elites, the Nephilim, to sell the idea of freedom to people and have people eat it up and run with it. And we have to be aware of this illusion You know, when I speak of freedom, I also think of it from the perspective of my parents. Because I completely understand why certain people believe that they're free. And they truly believe it. You know, we've spoken time and time again. I've shared many brother brother and sisters information and wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, which breaks down this key factor that everything around us is all a part of the world stage. Every single country, every single president, every single prime minister, every single king, every single queen, every single politician, every single so-called expert, every single so-called scientist are all a part of the world stage especially the higher up you get in their so-called society especially the more powerful and prominent you are it's just a rigged game so from the get-go they set up all of these countries to act as if they're independent from each other you know they gave us culture and different languages you know they divided us into certain territories certain so-called colors and they gave us race and said, okay, you people are over here, this is how you act, this is your history. You people over here, this is how you act, this is your history, and then there you go. So from the beginning, even before we were born, we were given this setup. So when I speak of it, 
from the perspective of my parents, I understand why my parents believe they're free. You know, I've shared this before. My father is from the slums of Nigeria. He grew up in poverty. He grew up poor. He grew up without a childhood. Because for a lot of these children, your family couldn't afford for you to be a child. Your family had to have children so that they could tend to the farm or gather water or work. So his life, his, 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 his childhood was spent basically learning how to be an adult. My dad's seen it all. He's seen a war-torn country in Nigeria and surrounding countries in the continent of Africa just be ravished by governments, by politicians, by greed. He's seen what money has done to his country, how the people are starving, how they're dying, how they're sick. So him coming to America, that was that in his mind was the dream. It was a golden ticket. It was an opportunity to make a better life. So I don't fault my father for having this mindset and viewing America as the land of the free, the home of the brave, right? Because it's much better. What he now lives was much better than what it was growing up and what it is now. Same thing with my mother. Although she was born here in the United States, the land of the free, the home of the brave, right? She still grew up in the inner cities, the south side of Chicago, some of the worst parts in the nation, where she lost a brother from gun violence, where she's had a brother in prison for drug charges. All of these things are not new to her. So her being able to go through the education system, go to college, get a degree, get a a job, that's a dream for her. That was the way out of the hell on earth that she was living. Same with my father. And I know a lot of us as listeners have the same situation with our parents. Some of us are second generation. Some of us are even first generation, third generation here in America. I speak from America's perspective because that's where I live. I know things might be quite different for other people in other countries but I'm sure many of us can relate to this type of setup many people are refugees and they have to flee their specific country and have to go to another country whether it's over in Europe Asia you know it doesn't matter and they oftentimes oftentimes will get to a new location and view that as a dream they'll view that as freedom And we have to understand that we have to have compassion for people like this. Because I didn't have to live the way that my parents did. I didn't have to have a childhood the way that my parents did. And I truly am grateful to my parents for what, how they raised me. And what they had to endure to raise me and my brother in the best possible situation. They did the best that they could with what they had. So for me, when I speak of the two different perspectives, I'm always going to speak of it from a perspective of compassion and understanding of why so many people are brainwashed into believing the whole facade of freedom, the whole deception of freedom, the whole manipulation of freedom. Because there's not one person who's free. The only ones that are so-called free are these 
soulless Nephilim beast, as well as the elite bloodlines, because they own everything. When you own the lands, when you own the resources, when you can control and modify the weather, when you can tax on money that you print out of thin air, when you can mobilize militaries at the drop of a dime, when you can imprison and turn prison into a multi-billion dollar industry, when you control the education and what's taught to our future generations, when you can give a satanic healthcare system to the masses, and when you can give the wickedness of religion to brainwash the world, then of course, you're the only ones free. You're the only ones in so-called control. You see, they've made a world within the creation of the Most High. An evil, demonic, satanic, tyrannical, and wicked world that only benefits them. And the only way to move up in the society is to, is to sell out. And a lot of people will be confused by that. What do I mean by that? You know, of course, you can take the route of going through college and going to the fraternities and the sororities and going through their hazing rituals and all that witchcraft and, you know, become a Freemason, whatever these people do, and shake hands with these people. That's one way to sell out because you're basically selling out for money or selling out for prominence or power. But another way to sell out is to continue to defend the system. Continue to love the rat race and turn a blind eye to all of the wickedness that the so-called freedom has caused the world. Let's take a look at the definition of freedom and let's see if it matches with our reality. The condition of being free of restraints especially the ability to act without control or interference by another or by circumstance. The condition of not being controlled by another nation or political power, political independence, the power to do what you want to do, the ability to move or act freely, the state of not being a slave, prisoner, etc. And synonyms include autonomy, Independence, independency, liberty, self-determination, self-governance, self-government, sovereignty. So I collected a few definitions to give you an idea of what you might find out there. And a few of these definitions just stick out to me. The condition of being free of restraints, especially the ability to act without control or interference by another or by circumstance. And a lot of the a lot of the happy slaves in Babylon are gonna say, like, well, of course, I'm free of restraints. I can act without control or interference. And they're so naive to believe that's true. But the minute that you go against the grain of the system or buck against the system, 
see what happens. Are you free from restraints of giving up your money to taxes? What would happen if you didn't pay your taxes for a year, two, three, four years? Isn't that a restraint? Do you want to be taxed when you work 40 hours a week on average, five days a week? Throughout the whole entire year, you might be lucky to have two weeks off throughout a whole entire calendar year. But you like to be taxed? And a lot of people will defend that because a lot of people are happy slaves. You know, when, when you know, like a lot of people say, once your belly is full in Babylon, you're, you're not going to complain. You know, you might be comfortable. You know, that's what this whole United States is about is comfort and convenience. And people don't want to lose that. That's why people are selling their souls to go take the mark of the beast, to keep a job, to keep being able to collect checks at an at will company meaning they can fire you for anything. You, you, you could take all the shots, all the boosters in the world, but they, they can call you into their office, say, hey, hey, it looks like, you know, your performance is dwindling or you've been out a lot with sick days. Yeah, I know, you know, you, you know, we're not held liable for you taking that vaccine. Neither are the manufacturers or government. But since your producti- productivity has gotten worse and you've used a lot of sick days, we just got to move on from you. And that's what's going to happen to millions of people, especially during this winter when people start getting actual getting sick. Just watch how they play the masses. Watch how many people are going to be laid off who already have the shots. So how how is that a how how are you being able to act without control or interference when your company, when your job can mandate something to put into your body? I know a lot of you are foolish enough to be happy to go take it. But a lot of you know deep down that you don't want to take it. So how is that not a restraint or control or interference? And that's just one small example if you really think you're free. That's one small example. You know, like I said, there's, there's many people who are happy slaves. And there's not much you can do for them. Because like we like we spoke about in the episode of Occupation... A lot of people don't have an identity and their job is their only identity, their career, their their position, their profession, their title. They have nothing else other than that. So, so many people are so lonely that money is all they have. And that's the absolute truth. And when you look at the defi- another definition of freedom... The condition of not being controlled by another nation or political power. Political independence. Do you really think you're politically independent, you idiots? And, and this is the only reason I say idiots is to the people who literally are fighting to be slaves right now. You're an idiot. You really think that you are not controlled by a political power when they're showing you that they can mandate poison? That they can lay off their own healthcare workers who a year ago were heroes. Where they can lay off teachers, bus drivers, police, firefighters, all types of people. So you're, you're telling me that the government doesn't have political power over you, huh? When you don't even know these politicians. I mean, that's why I always like when I was younger... 
even in my like youth and early adolescence and you know young adulthood i'd always like stay away from politics i never understood the reason to debate politics because it was always it was always people who were know-it-alls who would just go and regurgitate either the right or the left paradigm and their talking points and they would just regurgitate and then just want to debate points that they don't even understand and it's like people just would take that so seriously and it's like you don't even know these people in office or how they got there did you vote for them did you vote for all of these people in office i highly doubt it you don't even know these people and, and it's funny how people will say oh you know you vote for the lesser of two evils so it's like okay you know that politics is evil that politicians are evil but you're openly saying that i'm voting for the lesser of two evils that as if your vote counts i remember so many people friends would get heated at me if they'd ask hey did you go vote did you go vote for the government did you go vote for the mayor and i'm like i'm like yo step back this is absolutely weird and you'd be like, oh, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like people died for your ability to go vote. I'm like, I didn't ask those people to go die. I didn't ask those people to go join a war that they knew nothing about. I, I, that's not my fault. That is not my fault. And nor would I go to a war and go die for somebody else under the guise and under the facade of freedom. Are you kidding me? I'm going to go to some random country and go shoot and kill people. Are you kidding me? So no, don't miss me with that whole, oh, people died for your freedom. None of, no one's free. So what did they die for? They died for the facade of freedom. They got injured for the facade of freedom. And look how they treat the troops. Look how they treat the troops from Vietnam, from Afghanistan, from many other wars. Look how they treat them. What, you got a, you got a military discount? You got f two bucks off, four bucks off, five bucks off? I mean, what, 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 what really was the point of that? Oh, you're getting payments every month from the government? No. No one's free. No one has full autonomy of themselves or authority over themselves. You're stuck in the rat race, so how are you free? How? When people stole your lands, plain and simple, how are you free? I just want to know because you can go and look it up yourself. For instance, Queen Elizabeth has 6.6 .6 billion acres of land, according to Google. You know, it might be a different amount on Yahoo or DuckDuckGo, whatever web, what whatever browser you use. But what I'm looking at right now is this demon has 6.6 .6 billion acres of land. And it says the closest runner-up is King Abdullah holding control of a mere 547 eight million acres. Does that even make sense to you? And you and you people think you're free? It's a complete illusion. It's a complete deception. You're in the rat race. You're a hamster in a wheel. You're being experimented on right now with the mark of the beast. And so are your children. You see how they're aiming for the 5 to 11-year-olds? And now it's going to go all the way down to a couple months. 
I wouldn't even be surprised if they start vaccinating kids once they're born. The minute they're born, I wouldn't be surprised. You can't put anything past these demons who want full control. They want full authority, dominion, governance, and rulership over you. They've they've shown you this. They've shown you in plain sight that you're not free. I mean, they can tell you when to close your business, when to close, when to shut down. Oh, you got to close early. Oh, here's a curfew. Oh, wear this mask, wear this muzzle. No, in fact, wear two. Oh, take this shot. Oh, no, you need a third. Oh, no, you need a second. You need a fourth. You need a booster. Oh, you need some COVID pills. Are you are you are you people that blind? Like, this stuff gets me fired up because it's so idiotic, man. That's why I can't really have close relationships with a lot of people because a lot of people are just gone. They're mentally, physically, and spiritually gone. There's nothing left. This is what Babylon does to you, man. There's nothing left in people. According to the evolutioncounseling.com article entitled Illusion of Freedom, written by Michael Schreiner and published on March 24, 2016, Let's say you're trying to get your child to eat healthy. One clever way to do it is to offer the illusion of freedom by offering a couple of different healthy options from which to choose. What do you want to eat? The carrots or the broccoli? You frame the interaction in such a way that your child gets to feel in control when in actuality you're in control. Whatever choice is made, your underlining agenda is met. If you think the same strategy isn't employed with you by the various structures of societal power, you're kidding yourself. Ideas are put forward in such a way that you think you retain the freedom to choose amongst various options, when in actuality, the bedrock of all of these options remains the same. And this bedrock is always about keeping the structures of power and influence in place as they are in order to ensure the continued smooth functioning of the society in which you find yourself. The illusion of freedom to which we're all subjected every day of our lives isn't always malicious. It isn't always conscience. In the existential sense, we, are, we all badly want to believe that the world as we find it represents objective reality. We want to believe that we're not historically conditioned, but rather that our particular set of cultural and societal circumstances is valid, right, and proper. As a matter of course, it's not just lay people who fall into this trap. Freud's entire system of thought was based upon the premise that his Victorian society was a perfect society, the height of humanity, and that any deviations from that norm were neurotic and therefore in need of treatment. In our daily lives and relationships, we often feel compelled to accept the lesser of two evils simply because our psychological orientation is bounded by systematic cultural thought. Part of breaking through this limitation is coming to the terms with the fact that our societal and cultural structures of power and influence are not set in stone. They're not internally proven. They're not simply the way things are, but instead represent just one of the countless different perspectives on what the human condition and existence are. 
ultimately, if we're interested in personal freedom, we have to come to our own conclusions about these questions to decide what we authentically believe, believe to be best for ourselves, others, and the world. Sometimes this means breaking free of the confining schema that appear to offer us different options, when in actuality these options are no different from your child's choice between carrots and broccoli. And think about that for a second. They, they gave you the facade of freedom, the facade of free will. Okay, here's politics. We give you the Republican, the Democrat, the Independent, you know, all these other small parties that are not going to win, obviously. And here you are. Here are your choices for candidates. I mean, you're free to choose between these ones, but just remember you're free, right? Although you don't know these people, you don't represent these people. These people pop up out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, they're supposed to represent you, and you get to choose between them. And that's how people think that they're truly free. Oh, well, I wouldn't die for your right to choose between a selection of people that were chosen. Does that make any sense? Does that make any sense? Your freedom, your so-called freedom, is 100% an illusion. 100%. According to the evolutioncounseling.com article entitled Freedom, written by Michael Schreiner and published on September 8th, 2017, while most people profess to cherish human freedom, many of them aren't actually talking about freedom at all. They just think they are. What they're professing to cherish, what they seek to protect and bolster are certain rights, privileges, and opportunities for themselves and for the members of the cultural group with which they identify. And think about that. Think about all these vaxxers, these pro-vaxxers. They literally, the majority of them, the, the, the nuts ones who are so deep into the cult, are absolutely fine with another person losing their livelihood and their so-called freedoms because they don't want to take that vaccine that they took. You see, you see how that works? These people are not about freedom. They're about freedom when it, when it benefits them and them only. The article continues with, the dominant group that rises to power is never really the majority group in that members of that powerful group only ever make up a slice of the population. Usually a very thin slice, but these members do control the narrative and part of the narratives is imbuing a moral, righteous, universal, unchanging character to an unfair, unbalanced system meant to benefit some and to ignore, impede, or outright exclude others. We're not talking about freedom, we're talking about the cycle of oppression. Oppressors wield power, so that their unbalanced rights, privileges, and opportunities can remain intact. Any resistance, any threat to the status quo is not surprisingly met with hostility and aggression. Oppressors consider in their duty to quell rebellion, to silence critics, to maintain order, but the oppressed want those same rights, privileges, and opportunities too. They come to demand them, and sooner or later they'll rise up to fight for them. A battle for supremacy between competing groups will ensue. If and when the oppressed group rises to power, the same cycle will start all over again. 
only this time there will be a new set of criteria for what constitutes in and out a new set of ju justifications meant to identify to infidently crystallize newly stratified social conditions you know it's it's interesting how that works because right now they're telling you that the great reset is upon you that you will own nothing and be happy i mean we know this is a new world order build back better you got to really be able to read in between the lines because that's the new system that they're making that's the new world that's the new normal they even tell you that on your mainstream media the article continues with we see this same process unfold all over the world across recorded human history our own brief history here in the united states started with the premise that all men are created equal but quite aside from the fact that this premise didn't include half the population we find that what the creators of the original document really meant by men were white property owners right from the start we find certain arbitrary divisions used as justification to separate the in group from the out groups not so arbitrary divisions really when we see that these divisions always and everywhere take the qualities of the in-group as representative of good, safe, deserving, etc. And the qualities of the out-group as representative of bad, dangerous, undeserving, etc. But most of these qualities of the in-group and the out-group are ethically neutral, like skin color or else based upon culturally subjective norms and values that aren't violent or mean-spirited or destructive, but rather just superficially different, like being boisterous or reserved in social settings. And when you think about that, think about the in-group now, the vaccinated, and think about the out-group. The pro-vaxxers will even call somebody who has two shots, who refuses a booster, anti-vax. Think about the irony of that. Think about how psychologically messed up some of these people are. They're evil. They really are doubling down on evil tyranny and wickedness under the facade of freedom. continues with until people stop taking freedom in the cycle of oppression to be one and the same thing true freedom will never be obtainable for anyone this means confronting the root of the problem head-on and this problem is human narcissism narcissism in its purest form takes it for granted that I am good and therefore all that is like me is good and safe all that is unlike me must be therefore be bad and unsafe, or in any case, not as good and safe as that which is like me. I mean, think about that. Your so-called savior is telling you that it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. These people are not as good as you. They're not safe. They're killing grandma and grandpa. They're putting children at harm you know so on and so forth they're they're crushing the economy all of these things it's like people don't even pay attention to anything it's like they don't even see that their own government experts and so-called leaders are narcissists 
narcissistic and they're evil they're control freaks it's like first they tell you all of these things have to close due to the virus right there's nothing that they can do there's no treatment there's there, you know there's no vaccine yet once we have a vaccine we can open things back up things will go back to normal they sold you that lie and you fell for it the majority of you fell for it and instead of saying hey wait a minute what's going on why why is it, why are you controlling this like this you just lied to us you decide to double down and once once the narrative changes to oh now it's the unvaxxed causing all of these issues it's like it's like you people literally lost all form of memory as if that same entity didn't lie to you previously and change the narrative up on you and that's how we know it's a cult straight up you know how we know it's a cult because anyone in a cult regardless of how f- of any facts or evidence or proof they're going to look the other way their cognitive dissonance is not going to allow them to see the truth And this is not to say every vaccinated person isn't aware of the narrative changing. I see it all the time with people questioning the narrative. Even on social media, people that I went to high school with, junior high with, that I've known a long time, are openly questioning the mandates and are against the mandates, and I applaud them. That's somebody who at least has common sense a little bit left. That's somebody who sees, hey, wait a minute, this is pretty narcissistic that what we're doing to these people. Everybody should have a choice, right? But on the other hand, you have psychopaths. I've seen psychopaths on social media. And for me, that's one of the benefits of social media is that I can actually see people's true intentions. You know, one girl that I had known from all the way back in high school, she is a mother right and she it's like if you look on her feed you would think that she's being paid directly from johnson and johnson pfizer or moderna or all of them you you or astrazeneca you would think that she's getting paid the amount of articles that she posts the amount of you know updates about the vaccine you know even virtue signaling with all of her shots not only do you get to see her updates of her shots but she's pregnant and puts up a a shot of of, of a post about her flu vaccine and her booster shot basically virtue signaling and i'm talking to my woman i'm showing my woman this and i'm like i'm like wow we're both just feeling awful for the baby like both saying you know some people should not be parents and that's real talk and my my lady made a good good point. She's like, you know what it is, and I I felt this in my spirit too, especially with some people. She's like, she's like, you know what it is. She knows that she she messed up, but she can't admit it. She's in too deep. So rather than getting off the train, getting off the roller coaster when she was able to at the beginning, she continued. She continues on with the rickety ride. My lady's like, she she knows, but she's not going to stop. And 
you know, people do this under the guise of being a good person or getting their freedoms back. Just think about that. Think about a government entity that has shown you time and time again through their history that they are about democide, genocide, war, violence, tyranny, wickedness, taxing, taking of lands, raping and pillaging, all of these things, right? Spreading disease, controlling weather, poisoning food, poisoning water, poisoning the air, poisoning the soil. I could go on. They're telling you, they're, they're openly telling you that this is the, that they're about. And then they dangle your freedom in front of you. And people still think they're free. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to go take these shots so that I can go to the concert next week. So that I can go to the sporting game, go to the ball game with my friends. So that I can go to the watering hole to have a few drinks. So that I can go shopping and spend money that I don't have. Oh, so that I can go travel to other countries that are on lockdown. <laughs> it's it's It blows my mind, man. It blows my mind. It's narcissistic, man, to believe in any of these governments. You literally, I mean, you're 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 supporting evil, tyranny, and wickedness, straight up. There's there's no denying that at all. There's no denying any of that. So it'll be interesting to see how intense it gets in the weeks, months ahead because you you best believe that the government is going to pull out all the stops to show you that you're not free and that the only way that you're you can ever be so-called free is that you do everything that they say which actually goes against all of the definitions of freedom that i read at the beginning (laughs) so you're free okay okay Wow, it's, it's, you know, most adults, I just view them as, as grown children. They never developed, you know, that's why adults throw temper tantrums these days, even more so than ever. That's why adults feel entitled. You know, it's mine. It's mine. I'm not going to share. You know, that's, that's the mindset of the average adult nowadays. And it's a joke. It's an absolute joke because unfortunately that same entity that told you that you're free that lied to you that you're free that bamboozled you that deceived you that manipulated you you know that same entity it's sharpening its blade and while you're thinking that it's sharpening in its blade to go after the so-called unvaxxed or the so-called unruly you know the conspiracy theorists the crazies the national threats the terrorists whatever they want to label people who think for themselves while they're sharpening their blade and seemingly aiming it at us, you best believe that that blade is meant for everyone, to chop everyone down. And the ironic thing is, those of you who are so pro-government, so pro-evil, tyranny and wickedness, the joke's on you. They're sacrificing you right now through the mark of the beast. They never cared about you. They never will. And they never wanted to. So keep thinking you're free. Keep complying with evil, tyranny, and wickedness and see how it rears its ugly head.
Just, just watch. And we're going to transition into an audio segment from the Edgar Mendix Babylon video entitled Nephilim Bloodlines, Royal Worship is Nephilim System, King is Slavery, Babylon, published on June 29, 2021. to break the laws of Mosai 
and your entire land is at course. Yeah, it doesn't is not to do with you now because you broke commandments and gave the land and and got yourself a government from this king, which is what a fallen angel, because it's not Mosaic. Whatever it is, is not Mosaic, and it's not doing the law of Mosaic. And you're gonna say, oh, but these other kings like King David was doing the law of Mosaic. There was kings doing the law of Mosaic. And you're going to find out that all these kings were also doing evil. They put that, they did this deed, this deed. They went to war, they killed a lot of other people, took their lands, wiped them out. You understand that? Mosaic don't, don't do these things. They're they telling you that Mosaic is a god that is evil. And they sent these Israelite people over down there and told them, You've been in slavery for 400 years. Yeah, a God that put you in slavery for 400 years in, in, in Egypt, and then it takes you out by magic. Just magic, man. Open the Red Sea, come out, and next minute, you're in the other side. You have no land of your own. So Yahweh give you hammer to kill everybody and take their lands, destroy them utterly, men, women, and children. And you think this is from Mosaic. They made you think that's Nephilim. What they do, man, is, is evil. That's what kingship is. Killing other beings, hurting other beings to be the chosen. You guys are not thinking, man. You have to think about this. You have to put down the book. Close the book, think about everything, and talk to Mosai, question Mosai about everything, if this thing is righteous, if this thing is to do with Mosai, if there is any wisdom in doing this thing, in going to somebody else's land, killing them all, and then you're going to be blessed. Yeah? You find reason to demonize people and kill them. Because you're the chosen. But who made you? Also made these other people. So was he wrong? Then it's his fault. Not the people. And what type of God is going to make wrong? And then, look man, it's all witchcraft. It's not Mosaic. Mosaic is not that. Mosaic is not evil. Mosaic didn't send you to do no evil to nobody. Commandments are telling you that, that you're not supposed to hurt nobody. Yeah, even animals, you're not supposed to hurt nobody. You're supposed to enjoy your life here, full enjoyment, full joy, and let everybody else enjoy as well. You're not supposed to be king over nobody else, almost as king over everybody else. Yeah, I'm not saying that you're going to live without no law and no, no nothing. All I'm saying is that, that that system of kingship is not from Mosaic. And you know that, man. Yeah? And what Nephilim will do is give you kings after kings after kings. He, he will use any way to convince you that king is the way to go. But you already have, you already, I already told you, 
you already live in a pyramid of kings. And you are a slave. And kings take all the lands and destroy you. And stand up. That's all you need to know. You know, don't trust them. Keep laws, steps, and commandments. You know? And uh, don't let them fool you, man. With all this, uh, I am an Israelite and this and that, I will explain to you, be careful what you assume, contracts you take, because these are people, yeah, when you assume uh, you are an Israelite, you're assuming they're kings. Yeah, you're taking contracts. You're taking an, all the mighty ones into your uh, soul contract with them, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you will pay the consequences in the days to come. Stand up. So be aware that they have, there are two mosaics they worship. One is Yahweh, which is the demon, which is Satan, which is the serpent dragon. And the other one is the real mosaic that made the whole entire creation. And he's got no beef, yeah, with people. This is all Nephilim doctrines of invasion, of wars, because they got to do that to invade you. They got to make wars. They got to displace the people. They got to take the lands to enslave you. So they're going to come in the name of Mosai. But they're going to tell you Yahweh, because, you know, he's a jealous God that is not Mosai. You know what I'm saying? And y'all know that they are not there to be your friend. They're there to invade you, use you, and destroy you. They're fallen angels. They have no purpose to, to be in this realm doing nothing. They have no, the creation of Mosai is not within them. They have no soul. They're not living souls. Understand that? So they need kingship to force the, the, the abominable things that they like on you. You understand that? Because outside of kingship, they don't exist. They can't be nothing. They can build nothing. Understand that? They can't, they don't have creativity on them. They cannot build nothing in the earth that is, you know, great. Understand that? They're jealous. They come to destroy the creation of Mosaic. That's why their own God name, yeah, is jealous. Understand that? So if he's jealous of you, he has to enslave you. He has to put you in the bottom. He has to destroy you. For as long as you sold out to serve him, you sold out to his kingship. That's it, man. Keep laws, statutes, and commandments. The only king is, you know, the created mosaic. And he already gave his laws how to live here. He already gave you the commandments how to live here. You don't need another, you know, Nephilim king to tell you, you know, how to, to, to regulate you, to tag you, to register you, to take your land, to pass all the laws over you, and to make you a commodity. That's it, man. Keep laws, that's the commandment. Love you all. Shalom.
the whole notion of kings and queens and presidents and vice presidents and prime ministers and chancellors and popes and priests and preachers and the list goes on. It's all forms of authority, control, dominion, governance and rulership over your mind, body and soul. The same ones who steal up all the land, take all the natural resources from you, hide you from areas around the world. And if people want to challenge me on that or challenge anyone who says the same thing, think about it for a second. Have you been everywhere around the world? And why is it that if you want to go somewhere, you have to go on their time, on their dates? You can't just get up and go somewhere to a different country on your time. If you just wanted to go up and go somewhere today, you couldn't do it. And you'd be foolish to believe that they're showing us the whole entire world. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. When they say they can't fly to certain places because the engine might get too cold, but then they tell you that they're flying to space in 11 minutes. I mean, I don't understand why people are so dumb, so oblivious. You know, I do understand because it's idolatry, but what I don't understand is how we can have access to so much information right at the tip of our fingers, but yet no one cares. No one cares about this condition that we're in. That's why they give us so many tools of escapism, the alcohol, the drugs, you know, the gambling, the sports, the promiscuity, the celebrities, the entertainers, the actors, the musicians, the bars, the nightclubs. You know, all of these things are distractions so that you can continue to be distracted and you can continue to lean on them for coping mechanisms. You know, one of the most beneficial things I've done is completely stop alcohol consumption, right? And now, looking back at it, I'm like, what was I even doing to myself? Just knowingly poisoning myself. And I see so many people that I love and care for just consumed by it. Because it's easier to forget. It's easier to ignore the pain that this life brings to so many of us. And, you know, you're always going to have to push back and naysayers and say, I'm fine. I just drink for fun. I, you know, <laughs> okay. I, yeah, as if we believe that. You just poison yourself for fun, huh? You know, even when you look back at that, it, all of the actions that I used to partake in, it was, I was numbing myself to this reality. I always knew something was wrong, especially when my parents raised me and basically taught me that you know you gotta work hard just to survive in the society and then I'm looking around and there's other people not surviving not thriving other homeless people people in poverty people in war-torn refugee-filled cities and countries and states and it's like the adults are just yeah that's just the way it is I'm like what do you mean that's just the way it is how can you say you're free if other people aren't 
How can you say that this is the land of the free, home of the brave? Only people are are dying on the streets. Other people are are homeless during the winter. Other people are starving. Other people are getting evicted from their homes. How is this freedom? Even have people that I know make disparaging comments towards homeless people, and that just teaches me that they're just happy slaves. So many happy slaves, man, and it's it's absolutely sad. It's absolutely sad. There's no people people don't have lives at all. You live to work and work to live. That's that's Babylon for you. People do not have lives. According to the medium.com article entitled Freedom is a Dead Lie. Don't believe the hype. Written by Morton Erickson and published on August 24, 2021. freedom to do what we like on a finite place with finite resources is coming to an end whether we like it or not that's the bottom line billionaires are buying bunkers to lock themselves inside during the coming collapse that's not very free is it free speech died some time ago when the internet showed us that you can say what you like but the troll armies will come for you and your loved ones with doxing, or worse. If it is not the trolls, it's the culture warriors. If not, you might find your government knocking on your door with some piece of paper authoring, authorizing the search and confiscation of IT gear. Or you might find yourself silenced and constrained by corporate content guidelines, mouthing all the moral norms of the Christian rights dogma because they cannot bear to be offended because they can organize pressure on corporations through the church. Not since the time that the common law was enshrined and enforced by governments has the liberty to kill and maim others or anything else we please been so constrained. Wait, what? No, you read it right. And the point of stating it this way is to shed light on the absurdity of freedom and the twisted meanings people apply to this overused word. No limits, no boundaries are two slogans I hear and used myself some time ago when I too believed in freedom. But now if I hear those kinds of slogans, I think of rapist, rapist of the flesh or mind with no respect for the boundaries of others or reality, which is all slightly amusing if reality slaps them in the face with the aid of gravity, but tragic when it comes to people suffering from the actions of freedom-loving people. The right to be free is no right at all if you do not live in a society willing to uphold that right on your behalf through the enactment of laws and regulations, and furthermore, that society needs to employ people to enforce those rights through the application of the law. Freedom is not a base or starting point arrived at out of nothing. Freedom is not a natural state of affairs, contrary to what many might claim. Tyranny is the natural state, and it is the tyranny of the stomach of hunger and fear of hunger which has driven humanity forward through the ages. A tyranny that American culture has tried to hide for decades. 
with fast food and food fights with endless sugar and starched, processed food-like substances designed to make the primal human still living in our internal gene records forget about hunger as we enter the age of plenty. This age of plenty is now over as climate and biodiversity crisis finally begin to gather enough kinetic energy roost all of Earth's systems to bring uncertainty for everyone for thousands of years to come. What does freedom of speech mean if you're hungry and nobody listens to you anyway? Freedom is dead. Sacrifice is the new black. Freedom is a scam anyway, an illusion. That all men are born free. Give me a break, you loons. Men are not born. Babies are born, and they need to be raised to become men. Within that process, men and women are embedded in the culture of their birth. Given a name and a language and traditions and culture values that brings responsibilities to your family and community, is that what you mean by freedom? No, I didn't think so. Freedom seems really attractive from a distance, but when you finally get there, you find yourself alone with too much empty space, which you thought you needed to think and be yourself, and too many boundaries to patrol to maintain that space while enjoying it. So you get some paid servants to help you out, but you soon find yourself protecting your privacy and your thoughts from those snoopy curious stick their nose into everything servants. If you have ever spent time with or around people of wealth or fame, you will know there's little freedom in either. There's too much of to be protected, to enjoy it. Too many eyes are following the successful. So the performativity of wealth follows. Extravagant gestures, parties, house extensions, and cars, boats, and planes are purchased to treat oneself due to the onerous responsibilities of privilege. Where is the freedom in that? And far from being authentic, such displays are fake but necessary to keep up appearances. Soon, so you ruin yourself financially and seek freedom in poverty, but the tyranny of hunger finds you all the same and forces you to do all sorts of things you would rather not do, alone or in collaboration with others, just so you can eat and stay alive. You get sick and realize you are as free as stray dog, but also free to die in the street like a stray dog. There is your freedom, free to die. Freedom is a lie, and those who put it forward as desirable know that it is a lie, or are simply useful idiots. The first lie is always the biggest. If people swallow that, they will swallow everything that follows. Land of opportunity, the American dream, fairy tales and make-believe, hiding the human meat grinder called civilizational progress. You know, this was just an opinion piece, but it was eloquently said, in my opinion. And the author just gets right to the point about the whole facade of freedom, because that's exactly what it is. It's a well-crafted, well-planned facade. It's a complete lie. A complete illusion. And people are waking up to it finally. 
you know, slowly but surely, not fast enough, but finally. You know, and it's important that people finally wake up and that we get up out of this situation, and we will. We will, the righteous will. Those who who seek freedom, like true, genuine freedom, which is free from any authority, any control, any dominion, any governance, any rulership, any type of oppression, any type of constrictions on you, your family, your friends, and the entire world. We're the ones who are going to get that because that's true freedom. We don't need a government at all. We don't need anyone telling us what to do, taxing us. We don't need money. The Most High gave us all of the resources we need to live on this earth. And don't be foolish enough to believe that the world is overcrowded. If you believe that, you really need to grow up. You really need to grow up and stop watching TV, stop listening to scientists and start thinking for yourself. Actually, go on a drive. Do yourself a favor and go drive through small towns and see how much open acres and land you see. All land that could be farmed, that can actually grow crops and food on and have fruit-bearing trees that could feed everyone. So before you go and say something foolish, you better go look at it for yourself. Stop throwing your senses away and your common sense and discernment for a lie, for a facade, for an illusion of freedom. What, because you're a wage slave? You're free? Oh, because you're making six figures, but you're trading in 50 hours a week and your relationships with your family are being impacted? You're free? Oh, because they tax you at a, what, 30, 40% clip, you're free? Oh, because you have a mortgage? And if you miss a payment, they can take that house away from you, you're free? Oh, because you you pay rent and you live in an apartment and you're stuffed up like a pig in an apartment, you're free? Okay. You're so free that they can fire you for not taking a vaccine, right? Okay, keep believing you're free. See where this path takes you. And we're going to transition into an audio clip from the Cha Shigna Vidlong video entitled Human Slavery and Human Farm, An Illusion of Freedom, published on February 8th, 2014. This is the story of your enslavement, how it came to be, and how you can finally be free. Like all animals, human beings want to dominate and exploit the resources around them. At first, we mostly hunted and fished and ate off the land, but then something magical and terrible happened to our minds. We became alone among the animals, afraid of death and of future loss. And this was the start of a great tragedy and an even greater possibility. You see, when we become afraid of death, of injury and imprisonment, we become controllable and so valuable in a way that no other resource could ever be. The greatest resource for any human being to control is not natural resources or 
tools or animals or land, but other human beings. You can frighten an animal because animals are afraid of pain in the moment, but you cannot frighten an animal with a loss of liberty, with torture or imprisonment in the future, because animals have very little sense of tomorrow. You cannot threaten a cow with torture or a sheep with death. You cannot swing a sword at a tree and scream at it to produce more fruit or hold a burning torch to a field and demand more wheat. You cannot get more eggs by threatening a hen, but you can get a man to give you his eggs by threatening him. This human farming has been the most profitable and destructive occupation throughout history, and it is now reaching its destructive climax. Human society cannot be rationally understood until it is seen for what it is, a series of farms where human farmers own human livestock. Some people get confused because governments provide health care and water and education and roads, and thus imagine that there is some benevolence at work. Nothing could be further from the reality. Farmers provide health care and irrigation and training to their livestock. Some people get confused because we are allowed certain liberties and thus imagine that our governments protect our freedoms. But farmers plant their crops a certain distance apart to increase their yields and will allow certain animals larger stalls or fields if it means they will produce more meat and milk. In your country, your tax farm, your farmer grants you certain freedoms, not because he cares about your liberties, but because he wants to increase his profits. Are you beginning to see the nature of the cage you were born into? There have been four major phases of human farming. The first phase in ancient Egypt was direct and brutal human compulsion. Human bodies were controlled, but the creative productivity of the human mind remained beyond the reach of the whip and the brand and the shackles. Slaves remained woefully underproductive and required enormous resources to control. The second phase was the Roman model wherein slaves were granted some capacity for freedom, ingenuity, and creativity, which raised their productivity. This increased the wealth of Rome, and thus the tax income of the Roman government, and with this additional wealth, Rome became an empire, destroying the economic freedoms that fed its power and collapsed. I'm sure that this does not seem entirely unfamiliar. After the collapse of Rome, the feudal model introduced the concept of livestock ownership and taxation. Instead of being directly owned, peasants farmed land that they could retain as long as they paid off the local warlords. 
This model eventually broke down due to the continual subdivision of productive land and was destroyed during the enclosure movement when land was consolidated and hundreds of thousands of peasants were kicked off their ancestral lands because new farming techniques made larger farms more productive with fewer people. The increased productivity of the later Middle Ages created the excess food required for the expansion of towns and cities, which in turn gave rise to the modern democratic model of human ownership. As displaced peasants flooded into the cities, a huge stock of cheap human capital became available to the rising industrialists. And the ruling class of human farmers quickly realized that they could make more money by letting their livestock choose their own occupations. Under the democratic model, direct slave ownership has been replaced by the mafia model. The mafia rarely owns businesses directly, but rather sends thugs around once a month to steal from the business owners. You are now allowed to choose your own occupation, which raises your productivity and thus the taxes you can pay to your masters. Value this time in your life, kids, because this is the time in your life when you still have your choices. It goes by so fast. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything, and you do. Your 20s are a blur. 30s, you raise your family, you make a little money, and you think to yourself, what happened to my 20s? 40s, you grow a little pot belly, you grow another chin. The music starts to get too loud. One of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother. 50s, you have a minor surgery. You'll call it a procedure, but it's a surgery. 60s, you'll have a major surgery. The music is still loud, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear it anyway. 70s, you and the wife retire to Fort Lauderdale. Start eating dinner at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You have lunch around 10, breakfast the night before. Spend most of your time wandering around malls looking for the ultimate soft yogurt and muttering, how come the kids don't call? How come the kids don't call? The 80s, you'll have a major stroke. You end up babbling to some Jamaican nurse who your wife can't stand, but who you call mama. Any questions? Your few freedoms are preserved because they are profitable to your owners. The great challenge of the democratic model is that increases in wealth and freedom threaten the farmers. The ruling classes initially profit from a relatively free market in capital and labor, but as their livestock become more used to their freedoms and growing wealth, they begin to question why they need rulers at all. Ah, well, nobody ever said that human farming was easy. Keeping the tax livestock securely in the compounds of the ruling classes is a three-phase process. The first is to indoctrinate the young through government, quote, education. As the wealth of democratic countries grew, government schools were universally inflicted in order to control the thoughts and souls of the livestock. The second phase is to turn citizens against each other through the creation of dependent livestock. It is very difficult to rule human beings directly through force, and where it can be achieved, it remains cripplingly underproductive, as can be seen in North Korea. Human beings do not breed well or produce efficiently in direct captivity. Ah, but if human beings believe that they are free, then they will produce much more for their farmers. The best way to maintain this illusion of freedom is to put some of the livestock on the payroll of the farmer. 
those cows that become dependent on the existing hierarchy will then attack any other cows who point out the violence, hypocrisy, and immorality of human ownership. Officers positioned Grant face first on the floor with one officer near his head, a second near his back, and a third officer standing nearby. There appeared to be a brief struggle. Then, a two-year veteran BART officer stands, draws his weapon, and fires. Freedom is slavery, and slavery is freedom. If you can get the cows to attack each other, whenever anybody brings up the reality of their situation, then you don't have to spend nearly as much controlling them directly. Those cows who become dependent upon the stolen largesse of the farmer will violently oppose any questioning of the virtue of human ownership. And the intellectual and artistic classes, always and forever dependent upon the farmers, will say to anyone who demands freedom from ownership, you will harm your fellow cows. The livestock are thus kept enclosed by shifting the moral responsibility for the destructiveness of the violent system to those who demand real freedom. The third phase is to invent continual external threats so that the frightened livestock cling to the protection of the farmers. This system of human farming is now nearing its end. The terrible tragedies of modern Western economic systems has occurred not in spite of, but because of past economic freedoms. The massive increases in Western wealth throughout the 19th century resulted from economic freedoms. And it was this very increase in wealth that fed the size and power of the state. Whenever the livestock become exponentially more productive, you get a corresponding increase in the number of farmers and their dependents. The growth of the state is always proportional to the preceding economic freedoms. Economic freedoms create wealth, and the wealth attracts more thieves and political parasites, whose greed then destroys the economic freedoms. In other words, freedom metastasizes the cancer of the state. The government that starts off the smallest will always end up the largest. This is why there can be no viable and sustainable alternative to a truly free and peaceful society. A society without political rulers, without human ownership, without the violence of taxation and statism, To be truly free is both very easy and very hard. We avoid the horror of our enslavement because it is so painful to see it directly. We dance around the endless violence of our dying system because we fear the attacks of our fellow livestock. But we can only be kept in the cages we refuse to see. Wake up to see the farm.
is to leave it. This is the story We can only be kept in the cages we refuse to see. And that's definitely a great quote to end that video. You know, we are basically viewed as property, as chattel, however you want to look at it. So the idea of freedom is 100% a deception, 100% illusion. You know, when you're given a facade and you've been indoctrinated since the beginning, ever since you came out the womb, no wonder why the vast majority of people never know who they are. They never get to know who they are. They never understand what makes them them, what makes them unique. They never get a chance to be aligned or connected with the Most High, let alone the creation of the Most High. And we have to start being honest with ourselves that this situation we're in isn't freedom. And I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody thinks the same way I do or should think the same way I do I'm just giving a perspective and I know there's many people out there who would argue with me and say oh no I'm free I enjoy my occupation I enjoy my career my job my position my profession my title okay if that's you good for you but again let me ask you the question if you weren't getting paid for that career that job that position, that profession, that title, would you still be going there and giving your energy, giving your time? Would you still leave your house if you have children and a wife or a husband? Would you would you leave them knowing that you weren't going to go get paid, even though you say you like what you do? If you had everything that you needed, if you had land to live on, plenty of space for your family, if you had crops that you could grow, that you could live off of and eat and sustain yourself, if you had shelter, if you had ability to clothe your children, if you had everything you need, all your basic needs were met, would you still be given and trading in your energy, which is your time? Which we know that time is a concept that the Nephilim created anyway to keep us in bondage, but would you do it? I surely wouldn't. Why, why would I go and do something that takes away my energy and takes away my time from my loved ones it's just something to ponder for all of you who are so gung-ho about being slaves that are so gung-ho about being proud slaves i mean you're just like what the author just described in the video you're a happy slave you're you're a part of the farm And you want everybody else to think the same way. It's the herd mentality. That's the problem with people nowadays is they can't think. Thinking is a thought crime now in this world. 
and we're going to continue to dive deep on this topic of freedom because there's there's a lot of things people don't understand about so-called laws and so-called way this world is set up it's all out in the open for you to understand that you truly aren't free according to the true democracy party.net article entitled the truth about your birth certificate published on july 25th 2013 Understanding how admirably maritime slash commercial law has unsurped common or constitutional law. This is a very important concept to understand because by understanding it, you will understand how the government and the global cabal have systematically planned and conspired to remove your inalienable right to sovereignty. Your birth certificate means you have been bonded as a slave. When a child is born, the hospital sends the original, not a copy, of the record of live birth to the State Bureau of Vital Statistics, sometimes called the Department of Health and Rehabilitative Services, HRS. Each state is required to supply the United States with birth death and health statistics the state agency that receives the original record of live birth keeps it and then issues a birth certificate in the corrupted all caps version of the baby's true name i.e. Jane Doe Smith not Jane Doe Smith the birth certificate issued by the state is then registered with the US Department of Commerce the executive office specifically through their own sub agency the US Census Bureau which is responsible to register vital statistics from all the states. The word registered, as it is used with commercial or legal-based equity law, does not mean that the all-caps name was merely noted in a book for reference purposes. When a birth certificate is registered with the U.S. Department of Commerce, it means that the all-caps legal person named thereon has become a surety or grantor, grantor, a condition and obligation that is automatically and unwittingly assumed unless you reboot the presumption by effectively noticing them. It ain't me. Registered security bond Merriam-Webster Dictionary of Law, 1996. Guarantor, a person who pledges collateral for the contract of another, but separately as part of the independent contract with the obligee of the original contract. It is not difficult to see that a state created birth certificate with an all caps name is a document evidencing debt the moment it is issued. Once a state has registered a birth certificate with U.S. Department of Commerce, the department notifies the Treasury Department, which takes out a loan from the Federal Reserve. The Treasury uses the loan to purchase a bond. The Fed holds a purchase money security interest in the bond. From the Department of Commerce, 
which invest the sale proceeds in the stock or bond market. So the child just became the slave. Can you see how this has happened? Until you take control, in other words, rebuke, you will remain the slave. Slaves do not have freedoms. And that is what we all, of, or almost all, have been since the day we were born. And our innocent parents and their parents and their parents before us. Don't you think it's time that we woke up to the truth? Birth Certificate Truth The Uniform Commercial Code, UCC, is one of a number of uniform acts that has been promulgated in conjunction with efforts to harmonize the law of sales and other commercial transactions in all 50 states within the United States of America. The Uniform Commercial Code is looked upon as the Bible in the world of business. Under Caesar of Rome, it was established that all nations in the empire that do any form of business should all play on this level, on a level field. But what is not told is that the UCC is based directly on Vatican canon law of the Roman canon law, which means its regulations are under the Roman Catholic Church. And what have we said about the Roman Catholic Church, brothers and sisters? What did we say in the episode of False Prophets, part four? What is the brother Edgar Mendix been teaching? What is the brother Surf Only the Creator, Paul Davis, the Mag? What have they been saying about religion and the Vatican and all of these things? They control every single thing, everything. Education, fin financial, government, healthcare, all tied to religion. Everything is interconnected. The same ones who touch children abuse countless children and don't have any punishment that's the world we live in those are the ones who deem you a slave that control you and your children who controlled your parents your grandparents that put you in this bondage that gave you the idea of an occupation so that you could feel like you're free to make money to give up your energy for resources that were already granted to you for free by the most high think about it do the animals pay rent i mean do that do they pay rent do they have to pay for the foods that they eat do they do they pay for the water that they drink do they pay for travel does a bird pay for travel if a bird wants to fly south you think all the birds get together and they're like okay well there's one main bird, and he's like, all right, well, all of you need to give me some berries, some acorns, and then you guys can fly south. I mean, when people start using common sense, you start to understand that this is not the world that the Most High created for us at all. This is a Nephilim, soulless, elite bloodline system that sucks the life out of you and then discards you. When you're no longer of use to them when you're no longer of use on the farm welcome to the reality of, the, of life i mean most people get pissed because it's like you're you're breaking their bubble right you're you're telling them the truth and they get upset at you that's how conditioned they have the masses let's continue with the article 
Now you may be wondering what this has to do with birth certificates. So let's break down the origin of birth certificates. Question, what is a birth? To come into or dock at a wharf, at a wharf, such as when a ship comes into a dock, it arrives. So consequently, when a ship pulls into a port, it pulls in and stops. This is called its birth, B-E-R-T-H, because the ship has now arrived. So because it is on the laws of the high sea, it is governed by the UCC commercial law. So when the ship pulls into its berth, the first thing the captain must do is, is to present a certificate of manifest to the port authorities. What is a certificate of manifest? It is a document listing a ship's contents, cargo, crew, and passengers. So whatever the ship brings in at berth, the captain has to present a certificate of manifest showing the identity and value of the items on the ship. Now, consequently, when people are born, they come out of their mother's water. Therefore, they must have a birth certificate, which is a certificate of manifest because the people are considered a corporation-owned item. They are a human resource. This goes back to the German Nazi concept that every human coming out of their mother's water must be birthed, and therefore the people have to have a certificate of manifest to see who this individual is and how much they are going to make for the government in their new world order. So since the U.S. went bankrupt in 1933, all new money has to be borrowed into existence. All states started issuing serial numbered certificate warehouse receipts for births and marriages in order to pledge the people as collateral against those loans and municipal bonds taken out with the Federal Reserve Banks. The full faith and credit of the American people is said to be that which backed the nation's debt. That simply means that American people's ability to labor and pay back that debt. In order to catalog its laborers, the government needed an efficient, methodical system of tracking its property to that end. Humans today are looked upon merely as resources, human resources that is. Why do you think when you call to see if a company is hiring you have to go through a division known as human resource? The people are resources to the government. Their birth certificates are a security on the New York Stock Exchange, which is why if you look at a birth certificate in America, it will say at the bottom, this is printed on security paper, do not accept, if not on full color security paper. At the bottom, you will always have a series of numbers, red numbers printed on the birth certificate, in which those numbers are a security stock exchange number on the World Stock Exchange, in which the American people are worth money to the international bank that brought the government, that bought the government in the 1930s. governmental assignment of a dollar value to the heads of citizens in America began on July 14, 1862 when President Lincoln offered 6% interest bearing bonds to states who freed their slaves on a per head basis. I mean, they gave you the lie of what, slavery, right? And then told you that you were free, but in reality, 
they wanted to distract you and and give you a, a false definition of what a slave was whips and chains and shackles and this is not to say that there aren't people that have been in those situations throughout time but on a grandiose scale the scale that they told you that's a complete lie it's a complete lie so that you could be distracted so that you could look at your current condition and be like I'm not a slave I'm not being whipped I'm not being forced to do anything but the minute you stop doing something you don't have access to living in life think about it see the government knows that they can only extract so much money out of the economy so their idea is to bankrupt private owners so that the banks who are behind the syndicate become the owners of all assets in this country that's the real scheme that's the real motive by encouraging congress to spend money it doesn't have Congress has to turn around and lean on American labor and American private property for collateral. See, they do that by fraudulent conversation conversion of birth certificates. For example, doctors who are franchisees of the state are obligated or are obliged to sign birth certificates and forward them on to the Secretary of State in Sacramento. They make certified copies and forward those birth certificates to the Department of Commerce in Washington D.C. The Department of Commerce does the same thing. They make certified copies and forward them on to the International Monetary Fund in Brussels, Belgium. You know, I could continue to go on and on. This author does an excellent job of breaking down birth certificates and the history of birth certificates and why it proves that you're not free, that you are just basically intellectual property owned by your government. And that's the thing is like they they knew all they had to do was just hide the truth in words. They knew people didn't like to read. They knew that if once they made you comfortable and dependent on convenience, you're not going to want to read. You're not going to want to look into anything for them. You'd rather turn on the television, the television and take in all of their lies, all their agendas, all of their narratives, all their manipulation, all of their deception, right? You'd rather be bamboozled than look for it for yourself because you're lazy. The average person is lazy. Even if you give them all of this evidence and facts and proof, irrefutable proof, they're going to shrug their shoulders and say, "Oh, so what can I do about it?" There's nothing I can do about it. And that's sad. That's super sad that they had gotten us to this low point. And in my opinion, that's that's just the conditioning. That's that's the systematic indoctrination of the education, the financial, the government, the healthcare, the religion. It's taking the mind, the body, and the soul of most people to the point where you could show them this they they can even know it's true and they're not going to do anything about it that's that to me is sad that's one of the saddest ways a person can live is just giving up when they see the evidence and you just give up you're not going to fight back you're not going to try to change you're not going to try to make change so you're just going to have kids have them in this system you know poke them up with vaccines you know put them in the indoctrination system education system so that they can be perverted so that they can become you know lgbtq members or you know non-binary you know or use pronouns or virtue signal or be feminist or be promiscuous or you know all of these million different routes that they give your children basically let evil tyranny and wickedness raise your kids people people give that up they continue the cycle even though they know what they're doing is wrong deep down they still do it that's how low we've stooped i mean where are all the men 
I mean, where are, where, where are we at? Where are we at to protect our families, huh? Where are we at? You're still giving your family over to the government? You're still thinking you're free because you have a job? Even though that job mandated shot after shot after shot. And look at you doubling down like a fool. Like a spineless fool. Because you're fearful. Because you're scared. That's what it comes down to. You're a coward. And it needs to be said. It needs to shake people up. This, this, this message is not intended to make you feel all warm and lovey-dovey. If you want that, go turn on the television. Go find a, a TV show that will do that for you. I'm not here to do that, to appeal to your emotions. I had to hear the same thing about myself. You know what I had to do? I had to swallow my pride. I had to get rid of my arrogance and my ego and my stubbornness so that I could see things for what they were and what they are. You see people get mad at the truth, but that's too bad. The truth doesn't care. The truth doesn't need to defend itself. The truth doesn't need anything other than to be the truth in its absoluteness. So you are owned and you are not free. And that's the bottom line. We are going to transition into the audio clip from the mind expanding video entitled The Illusion of Freedom important message published on October 13, 2020. What if you could change the world changing your perspective of it, would you? The only real danger that exists is man himself. We are the great danger, and we are pitifully unaware of it. We are the origin of all coming evil. Carl Jung. The world is experiencing difficult times. No matter how one chooses to look at things or how much of a positive attitude one tries to adopt, there is still a great deal of uncertainty among most people in regards to the future. It is important to keep an eye on what is going on in the world and see what it is we can do in our lives to protect ourselves and stay informed at the same time. The German philosopher Johann von Goethe once said, there are none more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. But few who hear the words realize that they are the ones to whom Goethe was referring, for the reality is that every person in the civilized world is enslaved from childhood. They are enslaved in a prison without walls or bars, and so few ever even realize it. But all are enslaved nonetheless. And what the people of the world are enslaved to is a system of perpetual self-generating debt that is created for them wholly by design by private international banking interests. And the people are taught from an early age to just accept this debt because this is just the way things are. But the real reality is that it is not just the way things are, but more the way things have been designed. And all one has to do is glance around them at the state of the world today to realize that though this is the way things currently are, it is most definitely not the way things should be.
the most powerful and useful tool a person can ever gain in their life is knowledge. For with knowledge comes wisdom and a deeper understanding. And real truth can be exhilarating because real truth will set you free. If you live in a country that has a Federal Reserve Bank, then the World Bank, a privately run company that is able to legally create money from thin air, is who supplies your country with money at interest. And you, the individual, is required to pay a tax on your labor to pay off the interest on the government's loan from this private bank. Many people are duped into believing that their taxes pay for infrastructure. And without taxes, there would be no roads or schools, and the country would fall apart. But this is completely untrue. The government has the legal right to coin its own money and control its value, but it does not. It borrows money from a private bank and uses this bank loan to pay for infrastructure, and you are taxed in order to pay off the interest on the loan. Interest, which, from a business perspective, is pure profit for the international banksters. However you choose to look at this one thing must be very clearly understood, and that is that each person in the Western world who has a job is forced every year to give away approximately three months' worth of wages in taxes, and that tax money goes directly into the pockets of the private individuals who own and run the World Bank. It's one big privately run scam. And if you ever allow yourself to be microchipped and cash money is abolished altogether, which is their plan, then all bills and all taxes will automatically be removed from your account when they are due, whether you actually owe the money or not. And if you complain about the system, well, they can simply turn off your chip. Since all commerce will center around the chip, you will not be able to buy food or pay rent or do anything, and there will be absolutely nothing whatsoever you can do about it. And that is their goal, to limit the size of the population on Earth and microchip those that are left. Then it's game, set, and match, and total control of the world and everyone in it will be in the hands of international banksters. It's important to understand that control of the global money system has been achieved through control of the global central banking system, and that this system is a privately run enterprise. It is a private business that runs for a profit. And please also clearly understand, when you control the money supply, you control the government. When you control the government, you control the people. When you control the money supply and the flow of information, you control the government, you control the people, and you control everything they know and everything they believe to be true. When you do it globally, you control all. It's that simple. During World War II, every country on both sides of the conflict was financed by the very same private bankers who lent out every dollar these countries used to finance their war effort at interest. In the ensuing years, the ordinary people from both sides saw great hardships and suffering. And during the fighting, there were heavy casualties among all the peoples involved. World War II cost over 50 million lives. And when it was over, each country that had participated was left with a huge debt to the banks. 
and it was always the people who paid the price through increased taxes, longer hours, and poorer working conditions. And who benefited? For international bankers, there is nothing more profitable than war. And so when it is taken into account that these same international bankers now control all the major media, have ties to all the major oil cartels. Lewis Thomas McFadden said, The Federal Reserve Banks are one of the most corrupt institutions the world has ever seen. There is not a man within the sound of my voice who does not know that this nation is run by the international bankers. Alan Greenspan, former head of the Federal Reserve System, FRS, said, After the gold standard was abolished in 1933 as a solid backing for our monetary system, the conspirators behind the scene made the FRS banking system as a means of unlimited expansion of credit. In the absence of the gold standard, there was no way to protect savings from confiscation through inflation. Deficit spending is simply a scheme for the hidden confiscation of wealth. Gold stands in the way of this insidious process. It stands as a protector of property rights. This is where we are today. Think about it. The people of the world need to realize their own potential and wake up from the dream they're living in. Forget what you are told and trained to you by the TV because it's a lie. TV is there to train people what to think and how to act. End of list. It is nothing more than a tool of propaganda that has successfully brainwashed 95% of the Western world by feeding people manufactured news, disinformation, and by giving people an utterly false perception of the world and of their relationship to each other. Turn your TV off and leave it off. After even a month of no TV, you will be surprised at how much better and healthier you feel. We live in a world where 2% of the population controls 98% of the global resources, while the other 98% of people are left to compete against each other in order to gather some small fraction of the other 2% that is left to them in order to support their lives and their families. One of the biggest keys to this and other issues is that we work to change our perception of what is truth and what is not. In the end, it seems there will be two paths for humanity. One where we numb out and merge with machines, which have the potential to get us lost in a worse slave system than we currently have. The second path seems to be a mass awakening where we choose as individuals to cultivate love, connection, and care for the environment as part of our core purpose. The choice is yours. Our bondage in slavery has been a well thought out, well planned scheme from the beginning. You see, when we fell into idol worship and we began to idolize man, we began to idolize systems and government and hierarchies and authority control, dominion, governance, and rulership over us instead of the Most High, then of course
years, we felt susceptible to losing our freedoms. Of course, we then become easily deceived and manipulated into believing we are free when we are not. When our whole survival in terms of shelter and food and water and access is all predicated on us playing this game, all predicated on us being willing participants in Babylon. And when will enough be enough? I mean, I'm, I'm curious, when is enough enough? How much abuse can one take before one says enough is enough? Or are we so low that we would rather take our abuse, continued abuse, in turn, in return for our souls? That's just the way I look at it. I think the, the lowest thing that you could ever do as a human being, and this is no knock at anyone, this is just my opinion, right? Would be to sell your soul to continue to fit into Babylon. I think that's the lowest thing you can do. That's the most degrading thing that you can do. That's the most humiliating thing that you could do to yourself. I mean, sure, you can lie to yourself and say, I'm doing it to protect my family. You know, I got mouse to feed, this, that, and the third. Everybody's always got some kind of reasoning as to why they bend or break to evil. But I'm going to tell you here right now, that family that you proclaim to love and profess to want to protect can't be protected if you're dead. They can't be protected if you get a violent reaction to the mark of the beast and you're no longer the man or woman who you used to be, where now they have to take care of you. And that's the reality for millions of people, countless people. I mean, the proof is all out there for anyone who cares enough to look for it. You can't hide it anymore. That's why this society has gotten more and more desperate. That's why those in positions of so-called authority, control, dominion, governance, and rulership are desperate, are completely desperate because we are in the end times, meaning the end of this so-called world, this so-called freedom that they gave you. And now they're going to tell you what your new world is, what your new freedoms look like. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a part of a social credit system, a constant surveillance state, if you want to be constantly living in fear, if you constantly want your whole life controlled, and if you make one misstep, you lose some points off your social credit, you lose access to, you know, resources. I mean, by all means, if that's what you view as freedom, go ahead. I'm not going to fight for it. I'm, I'm going to remove myself from it anyway, because no one, now that I've awoken to the truth, now that I'm aligned and connected with the Most High, now that I've weaved through the countless deception and, and am continuing to do so, I'll be the first to tell you that there's no, no one, no entity, no hierarchy that has authority control, dominion, government, or rulership over me. And I'm going to say that again. There's no there's no entity or hierarchy that has authority, control, dominion, governance, or rulership over me. And we need to start getting into the mindset of saying, saying that and proclaiming it and living by it. Yes, I'm aware that I'm still a slave in Babylon. I'm still in bondage because I still have to have money to pay for the things to survive, right? But what I know is that that's going to change very soon. 
I'm no longer mentally and spiritually enslaved. I'm no longer trying to defend this wicked system. I'm no longer calling people, not that I ever did, but you know what I'm saying. I'm no longer on the position of being naive and discrediting or discounting information that people try to share with me to help wake me up. And that's the reality for most people. They'd rather die in bondage and die as a slave than to stand on their own feet on 10 toes. They'd rather die on their knees than stand. And that's not how I am. That's not how I was wired. That's not how I was raised. I mean, think about the, the fact that the history that they've given you has shown how many times over and over where certain countries or people had to rise up against an evil regime and so-called, you know, you know, take down a government or a regime that was once tyrannical and wicked. And they even give them Independence Days. Look at all the countries of Independence Days. And they celebrate it so, so, you know, boastfully and joyously. Just, it's so asinine to even partake in it because it, it's, it's a mockery. So you're saying you replaced an evil, tyrannical, and wicked system only to replace it with what? <laughs> I mean, now you, you're starting to see that every single government is in on the same page with this vaccine. They're all serving it up to you. They're all forcing it up to you. So what did you really replace? Or were you under the facade that you're free because you fought for your so-called rights? I mean, look at here in the United States. They gave you the 4th of July where people can go out on the boat, you know, go to the lake and go shoot off fireworks and go to the park, you know what I mean, with their family, wear American flag gear, get unruly drunk, get into bar fights, go watch sports, all under the guise of being free. But think back to when Joey Biden told you before the 4th of July, hey, we need to hit 70% of the population to have at least one vaccine so that you can enjoy your 4th of July. <laughs> so that you could enjoy it. Flat out told you that. It's telling you that you're not free. I don't know how... Oh my gosh, people, wake up. What is going on? Do you just want to live in collective stupor the rest of your life? This path that you're taking, they're taking you down, this path of the unknown, you're going to continue to trust it? Or are you going to trust your common sense, your discernment, your instincts, if you have any of it left? What, what, what path are you going to go down? I just have to ask. Because people, they love the slavery. They love the idea of an occupation. Oh, I have my career. I have my job. I have my profession. I have my position. I have my title. This is who I am as a man or a woman. And if you're not in a great position or title, then you're not a man or a That's how people view it. You're just a commodity. You're just a slave. Your birth certificate right there already proves it. Taxes already prove it. Property taxes already prove it. The fact that you don't even own your home already proves it. The fact that you don't even own your own car already proves it. Go look it up. If you want to deny, if you want to try to deny what we're, what we're saying, what we're sharing here, go look it up. Like personally, where where this world is going under the illusion of freedom, it's just a mockery. People are literally taking the mark of the beast in order to feel comfortable and feel free under the facade of freedom. I personally would rather die 
than ever take that. I'll never take that alive, that potion, that mark of the beast. I never will ever inject that in my body. And you're not coming near any of my family or friends who don't want it either. I protect those who are all about their freedom, the real freedom, not just freedom for your group because you're a pro-vaxxer, you're pro-government, and you don't care what happens to another group, right? No, I'm talking about freedom for everyone who wants it, not only for themselves and their family and their friends, but everyone. There's some food for thought. I'm going to transition into an audio recording from the Lucy Lemons video entitled Detoxing from BS. Work is slavery. I got home from work like not so long ago. I'm just here chilling, detoxing from all that bullshit. You know, it takes time to detox. It takes time. You can't just get home. And, you know, it takes time. It could take like an hour. It could take two hours. It could take three. It could take a, a bubble bath, walk, walk at the park with your dogs. It might take a fucking smoking a joint. It might take three or two shots. It might take fucking going shopping and splurging yourself. It might take doing, getting a massage. It might take um exercising it might take going for a walk around the neighborhood it might take watching a comedy movie it might take a conversation with your friend it might take having to go do your grocery shopping it might take this it might take that but it's gonna take something unless you absolutely lutely tootalutely love what you do and it doesn't feel like a job like something that's draining you and taking your energy away then you might just get home like, you know, all fluffy and stuff like a cloud and very like super happy like a butterfly, you know, but otherwise you're going to get home. You're going to be like, fuck, you're going to want to put on your onesie, maybe just your PJs, whatever the fuck you got to do. You might have to turn on some music and just blast that stuff, you know, until it feels better, until you feel like you have detoxed from all that poison, which is work work is slavery you know what i'm saying and then if you're a girl it feels like a little bit more stressful you know because you get your period and your back hurts your tummy hurts your boobies hurt your head hurts your legs hurt i mean everything hurts you know and they say that women are very moody around the time of their period my personal opinion i i don't think that women are moody I think women just don't want to be bothered, you know, because it's a time where you just have to rest. And a lot of women, they have to get up and like at different times of the day. Not For me personally, I get up at six, but there's people that get up earlier than that, you know, or maybe they go to work in the afternoon and it's like, fuck, man, no matter what time it is of the day, if it's that time of the month and you got to go to work, you got to go to work. So it's like, it feels like it's even worse for me, you know, because I'm, as a girl, I'm not saying that what guys go through doesn't count. It counts. Of course it does. But like, I have something extra, an extra baggage that I have to add on to that. You know, I'm barely getting home right now and de-stressing from all that stuff, you know? And then by the time I'm done de-stressing, like I said, it could take 30 minutes. It could take two hours. It could take the rest of the night. 
some of us even need years to de-stress from this shit. I've been working for 20 years. Now imagine, imagine people that have been working for years. They're like 70 years old and they're like extending the age limit right now until like you have to work until you're fucking creaking and cracking and shit until you're 80 motherfucking years old. And then we can think about giving you some sort of like compensation for all the slave work you've done for us. It's, it's ridiculous. So I can't even imagine like how it feels for me. You know, I'm tired and stuff. And people are like, why are you so tired? You're so young and this and that age doesn't have anything to do with work being slavery or not. Your mind can be tired. You can be exhausted mentally, not just from your back, you know, from like exhaustion doesn't just come from working hard. Blood, sweat, and tears comes from mentally being stressed out, you know, and working really hard. Yes, of course. So can you imagine people that are older and they get home from work and it's like, oh, fuck, you know, like they think that because you're young. Oh, they're young. You know, they can they can do it. They have many years in them, you know, left. They have lots of energy, but it's not just the physical labor that tires you. It's the feeling of, I feel trapped. I feel like I'm caged. And that is tiresome. Not just the physical labor, you know? So there's so many people that are trapped. Everyone is a a slave. And if they don't think they're slaves, they're just comfortable slaves. Maybe they make enough money so that they don't have to work so many hours. So to them the time that they invest is doesn't seem that long like an hour to them might even be a minute but an hour to us feels like a whole month like oh my goodness like i don't want to i just i can't stand giving my time and energy to this thing that is draining me and leaving me empty of it's like killing me inside you know hi baby um i'm always happy when i come home and i spend time with the people that i adore that i choose to be around like my pets and my family and stuff like that it's not easy and that's why people find different things that help them escape this reality it's not because they want to leave the earth and leave it's not because they want to die it's not because they're suicidal it's not because they hate their life it's because a lot of times we are put in situations where it's difficult for us to get ourselves out of it and it's not difficult because we're lazy or because we don't know how to do it or because we're incompetent It's difficult because the system makes it difficult. So then it's like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm stuck. I can't get out of here. So people find different things to escape. You know, like I said earlier, it could be a movie. It could be um, walking your dog. It could be sewing. It could be crocheting. It could be drawing, you know? It could be whatever you want it to be. Everyone's mind works differently. Everyone's situations are different. So they're not going to need the same escape, you know? Um, Some people like to gamble. Some people like to do drugs. Some people like to read. Some people like to go play bingo. 
Some people like to go dancing. Some people like to take um, cooking classes. It could be whatever. Whatever makes you feel better. Whatever makes you feel alive. Whatever makes you feel like, oh, like you're not doing that one thing, that which is not fulfilling your body, mind, or soul, or spirit, you know? Because the human being was designed to create and to experience to live, not to be, it was meant to create, to design, because it's a machine. It's a wonderful computer. And because it's not able to do what it was designed for, it feels like it's in a rat cage, just going back and forth. So, you know, that's wrong. It, it shouldn't be that way. We should be free. It's sad that some people believe that they need to die so that they can experience happiness, which is like being in heaven, you know? Heaven should be here on earth right now. And it sucks that it's not because there's a lot of people that are suffering right now. Not just because of work, because of many other things. There's many people suffering and it's not just because work is slavery. It's because they are in bondage of time and money and many other bad situations but it's the bondage being stuck the system keeps it this way because it works for them for the system it works for them that we are at the bottom going like this and like just working really really hard and just keeping them up there like oh are you guys okay are you guys okay and all the ones that are up there, they're just looking down like, psh, psh, work harder, motherfucker. Psh. And we're over here like, oh my gosh, we're doing our best and stuff, you know? And that's not fair. It's not fair that the system is that way. It shouldn't be that way. Because this is our land. This is our flat earth plane land. And they came over and they took They took over how? By dumbing people down, by keeping people distracted, entertained with stupid shit that doesn't matter, by separating genders and families by taking the woman out of the house and making her work, by creating feminism, you know, by all this stupid stuff that they did to us. Why? Because they don't have good intentions. Because they have all this knowledge and they don't reveal the truth to us. Because they want people to continue to be enslaved. Because it works for them. And people need to wake up. People need to see this. Everything on the flat earth is yours. The water, the food, electricity, all that good stuff. It's all yours. I mean, who said that? Who came in here and said, fee fi fo fum this is my land. Now you're going to do what I tell you. Like, what? Why? What makes you better than me? I don't get it. We all bleed uh, the same, right? Hopefully you bleed. Hopefully you have blood to spill. Hopefully you have blood to spill and there's blood running through your veins. Hopefully you have a soul, right? Because only a person with no soul, with no compassion, with no empathy, who's not alive and who's dead inside, would do this this to us, you know, would do this wickedness. It's wicked. 
Everything they've done is just so wicked. It's crossing, confused, and twisted, and backwards. It's like they've grabbed your minds and they've tormented your mind. They have traumatized your mind, and people are so separated from the truth because at one point we knew the truth, in my opinion, but it's like we're like super many generations away from it now that people can't see it, you know? They can't tell what's real from what's not real. Work is slavery. And they've been training us to be good little slaves, obedient slaves since we were little in school, teaching us to get in a straight line and all that stuff, you know? We need to bring forth heaven on earth and release everyone from bondage so that people can have time to spend with their loved ones and so that people can have time to create and come up with things that make them happy, that make them feel alive. That's what we need to do. That's what needs to happen. But for now, I'm just going to relax and take as much time as I need to. You know, like I said earlier, it might take 30 minutes. It might take two hours. It might take a few minutes. It might take a whole year, you know, years to detox from this. And by the time you're done detoxing, it's almost time to go to bed. And it's like, oh. I had no time for myself to do the things that I wanted to do. And sometimes you don't even have time to detox because you have other things to do, like chores, dishes, laundry. You have to go grocery shop. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do homework. You got to work an extra job. You got to take care of kids. You got to take care of parents. You have to do whatever it is. Sometimes you don't even have time for yourself. You don't have time to detox. So your detoxing has to be done while you're doing your chores. And it's not easy to detox while you're doing your chores because it feels like work. So it's like a second job. You work at work and then you come home and you do more work. So when the fuck do you ever have time for yourself? It's hard, dude. It's just not right. If you ask a child the same question, like, hey, do you think it's fair that this person gets to enjoy all these luxuries and stuff, and then this person doesn't, I bet the child would say, of course not. It's not fair because a child can see the pain and suffering of another child, you know, or of, a, of an adult. Like they can sense it, they can feel it because they're still alive, because they have their soul. And a lot of these adults, they're walking, but they're like, dead inside so they can't feel they have no feelings they have no feelings but i'm glad i'm alive i'm very much alive and i'm gonna bring forth heaven on earth and release everyone from bondage whether people they clearly don't have good intentions and they don't care about us because they could be using television, radio stations, magazines, books, movies, all of that good stuff, cell phones. They could be using it to teach humanity to have love for one another and to treat each other right. 
to have each other's backs and stuff like that. You know, they could be promoting truth. They could be telling us things that are going to improve us and make us better people, but instead they promote violence and a lot of things that are very disrespectful that separate genders and families and that people try to emulate these things and then they go out there and they're like, well, they did it on TV. So my favorite celebrity did it. So I'm going to act like that too. And you know, so yeah, they don't have good intentions because if they did, they would have done something good about it already. What did they, in it's about what did you intend to do about it? And their intentions are to kill us off, but first they want to use us and abuse us, exploit us, take as much energy from us as they can, make us work so that we can build buildings for them, build roads so that we can do all these things for them, keep them comfortable that the way that they are, living with golden toilets and golden ceilings for real. Like, what do you need that for? You know? And they're happy. We keep them safe by protecting them and doing all these things for them. And because they're safe and comfortable, they're happy. And we're over here suffering and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's not right. It should be happiness and heaven on earth for everyone. There shouldn't be billionaires and then people living right outside their home, like within blocks in Beverly Hills, about a couple hours away from where I live, there are beautiful, expensive homes. And within a few blocks from that, there's people homeless living in tents who are cold and hungry. And they all have different stories, I'm sure. People always talk bad about homeless people and they say things like, well, they're homeless because they want to be, or they're homeless because they're um, addicts or this or that or whatever, but we don't know that. We don't know how hard they've worked and maybe their situation was so difficult that they had no other choice but to be homeless. I'm sure some people do like being homeless, you know, because they don't, they don't like this control. But what I'm saying is it shouldn't be this way. Everyone should be living in heaven. Heaven is coming to earth, whether people like it or not. How? I don't know. I don't have the answers to everything. I just go by what feels right. I follow my heart. I listen to my gut feeling. I listen to my, my intuition. I listen to my instincts and so far it's been leading me in the right direction. So as of now, I will continue to keep my eyes on the prize and just lay low, stay out of trouble, treat people right and do what I have to do, you know, and that's what's up. And that's exactly what I'm going to do as well. 
just keep my eyes on the prize. Keep the instructions of the Most High. Treat people with kindness and fairness and love and compassion and empathy. Stay low key. Stay out of this Babylonian system. Do the opposite of what they tell or instruct or suggest or try to mandate and just enjoy life to the fullest and there's many ways that I enjoy life not just putting these podcasts together because I love doing these it, it helps me vent it helps me learn a lot about myself it helps me connect with people around the world it helps me strengthen current relationships it help, uh, allows me to help other people because these audio recordings that I'm playing are just a small example of how much research I actually do in looking into things and getting other people's perspectives. It's it's something that I constantly am doing and I appreciate finding these type of channels and these type of people who are like-minded, who can see through the facade of so-called freedom and know that we're not free in any way, shape, or form. That the definition of freedom that they give to you does not match your current situation. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are a so-called millionaire or billionaire, you have handlers. You're you're a slave to that money. That money becomes your identity. I don't care whether you're in the nine to five workforce or the corporate world or the job force, or it doesn't matter, you're still a slave. And we need to understand that everything's shifting. And there'll become a day where history will prove us right and that those that remained on the side of evil tyranny and wickedness will be wiped out and eradicated just like the ones perpetrating the evil tyranny and wickedness on the masses if you support evil tyranny and wickedness that should be all that you expect in your life but if you wake up from the slumber and you're about justice righteousness and truth and freedom for the world you can make that change. I will die on both feet defending justice, righteousness, and truth and freedom for all so that my future children, so that my nieces, so that my family, my friends, my all the future generations can have real freedom. They can have real lands that they can share and live off of. They can have clean water, clean air, real weather, and we don't have anything to do with any of these Nephilim or elite bloodlines because their time is coming up. We already know it. We see the desperation. We see the, the antics. And we know something big is coming. Don't be fearful. Just be prepared and keep your eyes on your freedom. Align yourself and connect yourself with the Most High. Treat people right. Have compassion. Have love. Network. Collaborate with like-minded people. Ignore the maniacs who are pro-vaxxers or pro this or that stop putting giving even giving your attention to them or trolls or anything like that don't even let them bother you half these people have already lost their souls so don't even don't even fret don't stress yourself out trying to wake up family or friends or co-workers if they are content with being slaves if they're content with being in bondage under the facade of freedom let them 
It doesn't mean it's going to be easy or not painful, but you got to focus on you. And I wish you all the best. Peace and blessings to all the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. And to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days, along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Peace.